Welcome back to the South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans for Ohio State fans from the West Coast. I'm your host, Zach Moore. Today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023, and I'm very happy to be joined once again by fellow South Stands contributor, Chad Plummer from Cleveland. CP, what's the word from the 216? What up? The hostess with the mostest, Zach. What's up, bro? All good here in Cleveland, man. Just trying to get accoladed to, like, fucking moving, dude. I think we you just moved, moved huh? on Thursday and Friday, and it is never again. <laughs> I, I, will ne- I, I will never. I mean, seriously, we'll move again, but, like, there will be, like, a, just be a tag sale. Tag, <laughs> like, what, what gets bought, what doesn't get bought, then it gets donated. The only thing that's going is me and the dog. And maybe, like, a few, like, few things from the wardrobe, but that's it, man. Oh, man. I... Other than that, man, life is good, man. I'm, like, you know, I'm excited about, like, this college football and yeah. everything, man. It's fall, weather, like on the cost of going down to the game on Saturday night. So we'll, we'll see. Oh, wow. You think you might go, huh? Well, yeah. But, but see, like, here, here's my dilemma. I mean, so Tansy's coming in. Gallagher's coming in. Barnes, obviously. But the last time I was in the shoe was with PVH, who <laughs> unfortunately is not with us tonight. He's, like, probably down. Somewhere lost on the strip in right Vegas. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the last time I was in the shoe was Oregon, as you know, oh, right. years ago that, that we lost. Right. Um, and it's like, it's, it is very tough for me to like get my mind straight on like, okay, so should I go? Like, I mean, you know, so well, that, are you afraid you'll I'm jinx thinking. them? Is that, I'll is, probably end up not going. Is that, is that the fear? You're afraid you'll drink, you'll jinx them for, for being, being in the stadium? Well, you know what? See, I, I, I don't, you know what? Like, you know how I am. I'm like, I, like I roll like some things get in my brain, like, and then I get obsessed with it and this right. and that. And like, it's like a teeter totter, like let me off this ride. Um, but yeah, that's the last thing I just, oh. the last thing I remember is going into the second half of that Oregon Ohio State game. I go, Paige, I want to leave. I was like, I was smoking, you know, cause like, you can't smoke in the shoe any longer. I was out there smoking a cigarette and like, like you know, this night I'm like, I want to leave. And he goes, just please come in for the first drive of the second half. And if you remember, I do. They peeled off and ran that one right up the gut for a yeah. touchdown for seven points. And I look at it, I'm like, mother. <laughs> so I haven't been since, and it's just like, like it just sticks in my mind. Yeah. Well, at some point you got to go and I cleanse the palate, man. Yeah, yeah. You got to go cleanse the palate you know, at some point. Like, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've been to like I've been to an away game, but I haven't been to the shoe stuff. Ah. Okay. But yeah. Anyways, well. All right. I feel good about this team. I like where we are. Who yeah. we are. Me too. Me too. I'm feeling good. My favorite time of the year as well. The fall, you know, college football season is heading toward its climax. I mean, the, it's a great time to be alive, CP. Oh. So we are here no to preview. Kidding, we are here to preview number one Ohio State's primetime matchup with unranked Michigan State this coming Saturday. We also cannot avoid talking about that team up north, number three, Michigan, because for one, they have a huge game at noon Eastern on Saturday in Happy Valley with number 10, Penn State. There is also the small matter of a certain sign-stealing scandal happening in Ann Arbor that we also have to talk about. (laughs) Now, the latest on that is Michigan received a notice of allegations and potential penalties from Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti earlier this week. Michigan has since responded with a 10-page letter, which the Big Ten is now reviewing. The Big Ten received a second letter from Jim Harbaugh's attorney, Tom Mars, 
Now, ESPN's Pete Thamel tweeted this morning, quote, the Big Ten is reviewing the lengthy written responses from both Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. There's no indication of any timetable on a decision on potential Big Ten discipline in the case of Michigan's alleged illegal signal stealing, end quote. So, CP, while we await a ruling from the Big Ten on Michigan, I say we try to keep the discussion today to the action on the field. And of course, if there are any new developments on that front while we're recording, we can certainly address them. So 100 percent. I would just like to say one quick thing that like, sure, it's just like the media. It's like, the, you know, it's, it's the times that we live in. But like so just fucking hilarious that it comes out that like Ryan Day's brothers are responsible for the. Uh, oh God, the there's you know, so the much misinformation out there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, and I heard oh that Day God. was receiving I, death, death threats. Yeah, yeah. And I heard Day no, was... No, I know. It's, it's, it's so it's, crazy, man. Out of bounds shit. It's ridiculous. A lot of misinformation out there. Um, yeah. Okay. So before we look at Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan, Penn State, CP, let's have a quick look back at Ohio State's 35-16 win over Rutgers last Saturday afternoon. Now, I thought PVH had a pretty good handle on that game in our preview pod. He had it pegged as a potential letdown game for the Buckeyes. And I think for the better part of three and a half quarters, he was right. But CP, I have two questions for you. First, do you want to take your Trey Henderson victory lap now or later? And what else did you see from that performance against Rutgers that stood out? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to take a victory lap until <laughs> like we're in the promised land. All right. Um, and then I'm going to take two victory laps, one with Trey Trey and one with uh, Jimmy Knowles. But <laughs> All right. we need to hear what, we're going to wait for that. But, um, you know, obviously, like, it, doesn't it seem to be like along with like poor defense and this and that over like, you know, like longstanding over the last, like, you know, two to three years, like we're always bitching about this and that big broken up plays. But, you know, one thing that, like, it's still sticking is that, like, Ohio State is, like, we always, like, are slow to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's like, all right, what's going on here, guys? Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's like, and, and I'm so, like, and I have to stay off, like, the, um, you know, the threads, like, but not like all this stuff because like everybody's like wanting oh Dave's got to get fired Kyle McCord's the worst quarterback I that, know um, it's ridiculous you know, or whomever it's, it's it's so insane and I I just like I get it just makes me like I get so like just I, I like get pissed off I'm like you know what you fucking idiot but it's all good um yeah it's 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 a slow developing I yeah. feel like and, slow like, starts so that's been kind of like the theme of it. Yeah. But, you know, like, look look at what we did in the second half. I mean, you know, it's all right. And, like, Pages, like, point, like, you know, his um, preview, like you mentioned, yeah, a little bit of a letdown game. But, you know, like, we won the game, and we looked good in the second half. Now, it's like a slow start and, like, a, you know, a big game. We, we like, Georgia, like, I mean, it's, it's all going to happen, but – it's it is what it is you make adjustments i feel like the adjustments like halftime like on both sides of the ball has been better than it has been the last you know since last season obviously that's very promising yeah um so you know but like yeah i it's it, is it frustrating sometimes mccord is either like like anybody that's saying mccord is like just like garbage and trash you know what then you know what you ought to just I, you know, just drink like have a cup of Clorox and just shut the fuck up. You know, get, <laughs> get get out of here, all right? Because the kid can throw. Some, like I mean, you know, he's like this is literally like his first like year on things. Yeah, he's been in the program for like two years, but 
I mean, come on. He's running. This is his team. The yeah. kid can throw some dimes, man. I agree. I mean, he, yeah. I, I'm not worried about Kyle McCord whatsoever. Yeah, he's, so. he set a school record for consecutive completions between with the Wisconsin and Rutgers game. He completed his last seven passes against Wisconsin and his first 11 against Rutgers. He actually got off to a decent start in this game. But that was a school record for, he, for consecutive completions, and he threw three touchdown passes in this game. I, right. I, I'm with I you. Know. Yeah, I mean, what? What? I, I'm with you. Like, I know he had a bad second quarter. I'm not going to deny that. But you know what? The catalyst right. was for a bad second for that bad second quarter. What? I really think the the out. I, I think the outcome would have been much different had G. Scott not dropped that pass over the middle on uh, on third down in the second quarter. He was wide open. That play was going to go for big yardage into right. plus territory, uh, deep into Rutgers territory. Instead. Uh, uh, Scott drops the ball, and uh, then on the very next play is the failed fake punt attempt that set Rutgers up at the Ohio State 30, and bam, Rutgers is in business. Uh, so what should have been right. a first down in plus territory turned out to be a first down going the other way in plus territory for Rutgers. So I kind of thought that was the, the catalyst for that bad second quarter for McCord. And then on Ohio State's very next possession, McCord throws the INT. But to your point, right. he, he, he shakes it off and he played much better in the second half. I don't know what Ohio State fans want. And I, you know, I, I issued a big defense of McCord in, in the postgame pot on Sunday. But, you know, I he's know, having a much more normal. Like I think he's just, having, yeah, he's just having a much more normal first year. Uh, as a starter, right? Uh, we, we we got spoiled by C.J. Stroud and, and, and Justin Fields, but I, he's just having to take his normal bumps and you know, his normal lumps, uh, but he's still second in the Big Ten in passing, right? And right? Like, right, and then, like, you have, like, you know, running back, like, you know, we, like injuries and plagued with injuries, like yeah. leading off, like, so, you know, there's a lot, like, that's more Mecca Buka missed a bunch kid. of time. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and Buka's out, like, I mean, come on, man. Like, yeah. I think, does people just blow my mind, and it's yeah. like, it's just like everybody else. We try to ignore, like you're driving, like the people that are in the left lane, you know, and the, like on the on the freeway, and like they're just fucking up everything that goes in normal in society. They're driving <laughs> 65 when everybody else is driving 80. You know what I mean? Like those assholes. But it's all good. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm glad you like you took off, like took took McCord's like side there. Like, that yeah, was good to hear. I'm not sure how many people were listening, but I just feel like the the uh, I feel like uh, we're bordering on hypercriticism of McCord, and um, I, I know, right? Yeah, um, and half yeah, and half these people that make all these comments at Ohio State, like, they 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 really don't even know shit. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's not to like, hey, listen, I love all the Ohio State fans. I love all of us. You know what I mean? But like, listen, you just like need to like you know like take a deep breath sometimes and like just like stop regurgitating like your nonsense, okay? Like and like just yeah, you know, relax. I, 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 I agree. I, I think I, McCord's going to be fine. I think he's going to get better. Uh, you know, it it was inevitable. The next man up after C.J. Stroud was going to suffer by comparison. And that's what's, I think, in yeah, a large degree is what's like, happening right now. Right. Like the guy that who's like one of the, like they're saying, like like maybe like one of the best rookies of quarterbacks of drafts of all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I think Stroud's the best anyway. quarterback to ever play at Ohio State. Uh, players like him don't grow on trees, and I, McCord's going to be just no. fine. And he he's playing, he's plenty good enough for Ohio State to win a national championship and reach all their goals. Oh, yeah. he is one hundred percent. Imagine yeah. like, yeah, get the kid through this year. Like, like you know, I mean, like, I mean, kid's got. He's got game, man. That's that's all I can say. I mean, those three touchdown passes were 
about as precise as you could as you could make them. And I know oh. they were shorter throws, but they were still, you know, surgical. But that Guy Scott, like the one that he dropped, like that oh, one man. in the end zone, that, that was a hell of a You can't throw a better like, ball than that. You couldn't, like, you <laughs> couldn't play, you, you couldn't, like, just place the ball, like, right, just, like, yeah. just dropping right there. That was just beautiful. Even the two throws to Harrison so, like, were I mean, great throws. We're, we're only, only oh, where yeah, Harrison man. could catch him. So, yeah. Now, you know, I, I'm going to focus on the positives from that performance. A lot of Ohio State fans shit on it because it was Rutgers, but that's actually a much, much improved Rutgers program from the Rutgers that we've known and loved since they joined the Big Ten. Oh, like, right. I mean, Trey Henderson. Like, I mean, John, like, he, you know, like he's like, he gets like geeked up and amped up a little bit more for Ohio State, too. He's a good coach, man. He's not an idiot. Like, you know, his yeah. time at Ohio State was like, you know, absolutely you know, what yada yada, like who knows right. So but the guy's like he's he's an intelligent coach. He knows what's up, man. I agree. Yeah, I mean look, Trey Henderson went over two hundred yards of total offense for the second week in a row. He when he was playing like that, he absolutely changes the calculus for the Ohio State offense. You even had the playoff committee chair on Tuesday mentioning Henderson's return to the lineup as something the committee took note of, and that likely weighed into their decision to keep the Buckeyes at number one in the rankings. I also CP liked what I saw in short yardage situations and red zone situations for the Buckeyes. I mean, those have both been issues for Ohio State most of the season, but against Rutgers, I'm pretty sure they converted all of their third and short and fourth and short opportunities, and they were four of four with four touchdowns in the red zone against a pretty salty Rutgers defense. And then finally, as it's been all year, the Buckeye defense was excellent in the red zone. Uh, Rutgers had six trips yeah. into the red zone. The Buckeyes held them to one touchdown, three field goals, a pick six, and a turnover on down. So I love what I saw of Ohio, out of Ohio State on both sides of the ball in the red zone. Right. Anything else you want to say and about that game? Red. No, but, like, but what you said that right there, like, were there like, you know, a couple, you know, a handful of like head scratcher, like plays with the fuck on defense. But what you just said right there, like, just like that, just, I'm good. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're like we're not giving out like you know, 14 points like long like 50 yard like pass play a run play whatever. Yeah. There's there's always gonna be like I don't care who you are, like you're gonna have a couple of those that you know, scratch the the head plays like what what, what where was what, who, yeah. where were they what the fuck happened here? Well, the other teams so on Scott, like, yeah. They, like red zone was beautiful. Like yeah. I mean Jermaine Matthews like dude that kid like steps up man like uh-huh. come on my kid like. Like, hey, bring it on. I'm ready to go. Well, and I think that that's also what made the defensive performance all the more impressive was they were down two starters to begin the game with no Denzel Burke right. and no Lathan Ransom. And then you lose Josh Proctor, who was balling out. Josh Proctor was well on the way, on his way, I wow. think, to defensive MVP. He has to go, leave the, the field, I think, with a concussion on, on the play on the pick six by, uh, by uh, Jordan um, Hancock. So you're shorthanded. You had to play the second half of that game with two true freshmen, Malik Hartford and Jermaine Matthews in the secondary. So, you know, look, it was our our second road game in a row. That was our fifth road win so far this season. I mean, think about that, CP. We are well into November. Ohio State has only played four games in the horseshoe. They have five road wins under their belt. That was a quality Big Ten opponent. And they ended up covering, too. That's the other thing. So I, I, you know, after yeah. thinking about it, I, I came away feeling pretty good about that win. I did too, man. I, I, I mean, and and that's why, like I, like I mentioned it earlier. I, I just, I, I need to just stay off everything, yeah. social media, this and that, because people just like to just, I get yeah. like, you know, like, hey, like I don't want to like let, you know what, 
the sun's out. I'm above ground. Like, I don't want to like deal with any of you people. Like, I don't love you, but Hey, yeah, you Buckeye fans. Beat it. Yeah. yeah. What do you want? Yeah. What do you want? You're nine and zero. You're number one in the country. Right. I mean, You've, on. Your goals are all in front of you. You're, you're getting your playmakers back healthy. Trey Henderson, Emeka Buka. Uh, you have every reason to feel optimistic about you know your immediate future here. That defense, those yeah. playmakers on offense, and, give Ohio State a chance against anybody in the country. Right. Exactly. And, and as you know, like I'm always like I used to be like. I don't know that I'm like, you know, I mean, how I, I turned 54 in August, the, but I don't know that I'm growing up. I feel like I've, I've turned a corner in, in many aspects of my life, but you know, I, I've been done for like being like total, like this down Debbie Downer, like what the fuck this, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. but now I'm like, you know what? I'll take the win. If there's a, I, I find the bright spots and then like, you know what? We'll move on. And a perfect example is last season. Like who thought, like who gave it one iota thought? Except for maybe us, that that we could play with Georgia, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and it's like so, it's like you know, hey, get us to win, get us out, and let's let's just, let's move on. We'll 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 evaluate yeah. like after next time. Yeah, and listen, I I have no so. problem pointing things out that need to to be improved when there is. Right. You know, when it's evident, but I'm I'm sorry. Uh, there, there was a lot to like about that win, and uh, idle criticism. Yep. I just don't have any time for. And uh, you know, some Ohio State fans just need to turn that frown <laughs> upside down. We're I, we're sitting pretty. Yeah. We're sitting exactly. pretty right now. Right. <laughs> um, exactly, okay. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Let's turn our attention to this coming Saturday. The unranked Michigan State Spartans visit the Horseshoe to take on the number one ranked Buckeyes. The game is a 7:30 p.m. Eastern kick on NBC. The line is Ohio State minus 31 and a half the over under is 47 and a half now ohio state leads the all-time series 36 to 14 that includes a 49 to 20 ohio state win in east lansing last season it's been a rough year for the spartan cp i mean during the offseason they lost both their starting quarterback peyton thorne and star receiver keon coleman who's having a huge year with florida state right now they lost both those players to the transfer portal then in late September, after only four games, head coach Mel Tucker was fired for cause after a sexual misconduct complaint. Harlan Barnett was elevated from assistant coach to interim head coach. Barnett leads the Spartans into this game at 3-6, and six, but they are coming off a 20-7 to win over Nebraska last Saturday, which snapped a six-game losing streak yeah. for the Spartans. So why don't we do this, CP? Matt Rule, like, he's like... Uh... What's going on with that dude? I was like, yeah, man, he's I'm having his like, ups and downs there. He's questioning my decisions, but yeah. I think he'll be fine. Though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's going to need a couple years to turn things around there. I would but think Michigan State thirty-one and a half point dogs, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, like that's crazy. That's yep. So why don't we do this? Let's start by having a look at the Buckeye offense against the Michigan State defense. I'm going to share a few stats here, CP, before I turn it over to you. I want to get your view of, of how you see the Buckeye offense roll, against the Michigan roll, State me, defense. Roll. Here we go. Now, Sparty comes into this game ranked 47th in total defense, not up to their usual standard, but still above average as a defense at 47th. They're 50th in defensive yards per play. They're 44th in rush defense. They allow about 129 yards per game rushing. They're 57 seventh in pass defense allowing 220 yards per game 222 yards per game pardon me and they're 74th in scoring defense allowing almost 27 points per game so you know not up to the mark d'antonio standard that we remember from his time there but i i i wouldn't necessarily say you know um that it's terrible either 
Um, now, Michigan State is actually pretty good at getting after the quarterback. They're tied for 24th nationally in sacks. They have 25 sacks on the year. And they're 38th nationally in tackles for loss. They average about six and a half tackles for loss per, uh, per game. Uh, they have a good player in defensive tackles, Simeon Barrow Jr. Now, he's a player to watch out for. He's second on the team in quarterback pressures. And he comes into this game with a pretty solid PFF grade of 74.5. Another player to watch is linebacker Cal Halliday. Uh, he's a good, solid linebacker for the Spartans. He leads them in tackles with 65. Finally, linebacker Aaron Brule is another player to watch. He leads the Spartans in sacks with four. CP, I'm going to kick this over to you. Give me a few thoughts about this Ohio State offense against the Michigan State defense. Well, first thing I want to say with those sweet ass unis they're busting out. Today, oh yeah, the grays. Yeah, those are awesome. Come on. Yeah, those are sweet. I approve. Um, you know, yeah. You know what? It's I. I feel like this game, um, and this is going straight out to Mikey Corcoran. Um, my concern meter is about like we'll get to that earlier, but I'm just pre like you know. Like it's like I'm not worried about this game. I think we roll. I think our offense comes out. We look, look good. There's going to be a lot of recruits in there. Under the lights, those uniforms. Um, I, it's like it's, and I'm excited. Like you know what I'm excited about? And I use the word excited a lot. I feel yes, like, you do. Like, like excited. Yes, I do. I'm excited. But you know what? Trey, Trey, coming out of the backfield. Yeah. That element to that offense. Like Hallelujah. That's like the you know. I mean, the passing game is just—it's a whole another element. I agree because you could like you could double team Marvin Harrison. You could like you know whatever with Mbuka like but like you know, I mean, there's other weapons on that field like, and then you got him running out into the like you know, a prayer there and just a little pass and like let him. Oh, it's 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 yeah, beautiful. Man. It's a beautiful thing. His last two games, nine so, receptions for 125 yards receiving, for Trey. I, I love that. I, I was shouting yeah. into the wind last year about getting him the ball more out in space, at, you know, as a as a pass catcher. Yeah, you so did. I love like, what you I'm were seeing. Very there. big performer. Yeah, and you know, I, it's it's great. And I and I'm I'm gonna go back and like I'm I'm gonna give um, RD some what up props. Like you know, hey, if he wasn't ready, if he's injured, yeah, like you know, he's a little nimble. Like whatever we all pitch about, like his like you know like taking a hit, like go down this and that. But like, you know, I think it was such a good decision by our staff to like keep him out until absolutely nothing until he was 100% healthy to yep. go out and like, you know, compete, run, like, like, you and, and look what it's done. It's just, it's just, it's like a beautiful flower opening. Oh, it's like, <laughs> oh man, like, you know, yeah. All praise to Jesus, like, you know, Trey Trey. Yeah. That's I want to see a four-quarter performance from the offense in this game. We we touched on this just a couple of minutes ago. Let's see if Kyle McCord can avoid yeah. another first-half malaise, right? Now, last week, as we mentioned, McCord got off to a nice start. He completed his first 11 passes, but he really struggled in the second quarter. Now, I love how well McCord has played in the second half this year, but I want to see more consistency from him and the offense as a whole over four quarters. And we and you just touched on it with Trey. I want to see the continued evolution of the running game with Henderson. The Buckeyes showed significant improvement both in short yardage and in the red zone last week, as we discussed. And that was against a top 10 Rutgers defense. Now, Henderson had a lot to do with that. And I'd love to see the Buckeyes build on that performance in this game. But I also think 
Tony Alford needs to make sure Henderson doesn't get a single carry more than is necessary in this game, right? Let him do his work. 100%. Get him out of the game healthy. That's absolutely paramount. I'm also looking for Emeka Ibuka to play well in this game. He looked a little rusty last week against Rutgers, and that's understandable. He has this week oh, yeah. and next, right? He has this week and next to knock the rust off before the trip to Ann Arbor. So that's what I'm going to be looking for when Ohio State has the ball against the Michigan State defense. CP, I'm going to kick this yeah, back to you. Any other thoughts? He's like put him in the game. Yeah, like I, I, I thought they were going to keep him out again, but he was very like, you don't want. I got to like this is my last, this is my last rodeo with the buck. I Probably play every minute that I can. Yeah, but you're right. He's like, he did look a little rusty. Like he had a couple grabs, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I just like want him to be 100 percent healthy. Um, I'll tell you what, like the blocking by yeah. the receivers has been. It's like Julian Fleming has last week through some sweet ass block. And I know that's a big thing that like are often like, you know, but like you better be able to block. I mean, you got, yeah. Being a receiver, I say like, it's a glory, you know, you know, escalated position, you know, you're in the VIP club and some that, but like you better be able to block. Yeah. And then those guys are afraid to do it. And I love that, man. I think you get it in grind, you know, so. And then, yeah. And Stover didn't, he got stepped up, man. He was like a, like a big time recruit too. Like you know, Stover's not out. Like he you know, he's injured. He yeah, up. yeah. You well, know, he he, made, he sat yeah, out last week. Public. He sat out last yep. week. He's injured. He's got a brace on his knee, I think, and uh, did and was not targeted against Wisconsin. So I, I think they need to be careful with Stover. Don't rush him back. You're not going to need him for this game. Right. He needs more time. Right. Rest him. Get him ready for he Michigan. Comes back until like the, like the end of November. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's flip it around and have a look at the Ohio State defense against the Spartans' offense. Now, CB, this is where it starts to look pretty ugly for Michigan State. They come into this game ranked 113th in total offense, averaging only 319 yards per game. They're 112th in offensive yards per play at 4.99. They're 74th in scoring offense at 26.5 per game. 26.5 points, that is, per game. They're 119th in rushing offense, averaging only 103 yards per game. And they're 83rd in passing offense. The Spartans are led by redshirt freshman quarterback Caton Hauser. Hauser replaced Noah Kim as the starter last month. In four starts, plus a little mop-up duty before he won the starting job, Hauser's completing 59% of his passes. He only has three touchdowns to two interceptions. Senior receiver... Montori Foster is the Spartans' uh, leader in receptions with 33 and receiving yards with 436. Foster only has two touchdown receptions. 436 yards. Yeah, and two touchdown receptions. Nathan Carter leads the Spartans in rushing with 659 yards and four touchdowns. Carter only averaging 4.2 yards per attempt. Suffice to say, this is a pretty limited offense that is not very dynamic at the skill positions. Michigan State is 109th nationally in scrimmage plays of 10-plus yards, and they're 120th, 120th in scrimmage plays of 20-plus yards. So not at all explosive, very limited. CP, I just makes me... Yeah. So give me a few thoughts. Just listening to you read that off, man. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Coming into the Columbus 7-39 game, like on the Peacock, and like, oh, great uniform. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, well, give me a few thoughts about when the Sparty has the ball against the Ohio State defense. Well, you know, obviously the defense, I, I mean, our defensive back, like, you know, we've been wanting like that defensive backfield, like, to like be like what we were, what we were. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, and we are. Picks, like, they are. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I 
and you know we've been waiting on that and you know Sawyer has finally like I don't know what yeah, he's played well but he's, he's finally well. found his way into this defense where he's like not like you know where's Waldo's shit and he's lost all over like he's actually making tackles he's in on like you know plays mm-hmm. uh, I mean Ty Leak Williams is he's fantastic Mike Hall um I mean, Cody Simon to like, step up. I still like, you know, I'm still, you know, like I don't know. I'm still wondering why Copper Chambers is still in there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's had a rough year. There's something wrong with him mentally, or he's just not picking up. I don't know. But uh, but like this defense is, it's nice, man. They, they and they got like a, they got a swagger to them. I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like it almost like. And I'm obviously not comparing this to whatsoever, but the, like you know, the Browns defense, they have a swagger about them. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. you watch them, and and they like they 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 all got they they all got some going. They're like, hey man, what's up? Like shit, you know, on the field, like moving their feet and shit. Like I I feel like we've got a little bit of that swagger. Absolutely, nice, which we haven't had for a long time, man. Like like you know, a few years. And yeah, 2019. Nice see, and yeah. you got the you got these young kids like you alluded to earlier stepping up when like like Prons is out like and and they're you know they're stepping up to the challenge and they're like you know producing and it's 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 refreshing it's nice to see not committing a lot of like penalties like so yeah i'm, I'm going to use it again i'm excited about the defense <laughs> me too yeah for me in this game just play to your standard buckeyes smother this very limited spartan offense and let's get most of the starters to the bench by the start of the fourth quarter no more injuries just right. get out of this game with no more injuries and take care of business i'll be very right. happy okay cp let's get to our concernometer scores i'm going to start with you give me your concernometer score for this game I mean, like, I don't know that I've ever, like, giving less than a two, but I probably <laughs> have. But I, I'm going to go, like, a, a one, 1.25. Okay. 1.25. I'm, I'm at a two. That's probably just being an asshole, but it's true. No, no. I mean, I'm at a two. And this is not an opponent that should give Ohio State You're any trouble. Two? I'm at a two. I don't know that you've ever been at a two either. Yeah, That's crazy. Very- yeah, very rarely. I mean, this is not an opponent that the, that should give Ohio State any trouble in the horseshoe unless the Buckeyes aren't focused on the task at hand. I've been saying it since September that as fans, we have to accept that this team will usually need the better part of three or four quarters to put away most of their opponents. But I'll be very, very disappointed if that's the case in this game. This is an opponent. I mean, playing at home with your full arsenal of playmakers on offense, the Buckeyes should be able to put away by the middle of the third quarter, probably even before then. So, concernometer at two, you're at 1.25. Okay, let's get to our score predictions. <laughs> Again, the line is Ohio State minus 31.5. The over-under is 47.5. Looks like temperatures are going to be in the mid to low 40s. Doesn't look like wind or rain are going to be a factor in this game. Oh, it's going to be a five-star day in Columbus on Saturday, man. <laughs> All right, CP, give me your score prediction for this game. All right, well, I'm going both, like, like, a, like literally, the, the trifecta. Uniforms, night game, cover, and like we like cover the spread and it goes over. I'm going to say Ohio State 52, Michigan State 9. 52 to 9. I have it 42 to 9. Play, wow. to your, play to your standard Buckeyes and get out of this game as healthy, healthy as possible. I know I already said that, but yeah, that's exactly. really kind of our mantra, I think, for this game. Right. 
I'd like to see the starters get out of there before the beginning of the fourth quarter. Get them out like the like you know yeah. midway through third quarter. Absolutely. Just, like move on to next week. And I'll be disappointed if that doesn't happen. If if this has to be a, a t- I will too. right. I mean, come on, get get these. You, you got to f- find a way to put this opponent away and and you know get your starters out by you know at least the start of the fourth no quarter. No way should they be even like remotely in this game, like like in midway through the second quarter. One it, wouldn't like, think. You know, of course, right. the caveat always I mean, is, you know, they're they're eighteen to twenty one year old kids, but you know, Ryan Day has been very right. good about exactly. handling his business in good games point. like this. Yeah, right. Am I oh. going to be on the suicide hotline if that's not the case? Like, you know, <laughs> probably not. But like, I mean, it, like, but you know, it all it is what it is, man. It's going to be a nice day in Columbus on Saturday. Some people coming in. I'm trying to make a decision if I'm going to go or not. I don't know, but. Uh, all right. Good to be on here with you today. Z. Yeah. I'm like forward. Like I, I love where we are at this, like in November. Bro. How can you not? You're undefeated. You're number one in the country. Okay, listen. We need to talk about the main event in the Big Ten this Saturday, and that is number three Michigan at number ten Penn State. Now, the game itself is a pretty juicy matchup. A lot of talk to, to talk about there, but yeah, yeah, the intrigue of Michigan's sign stealing scandal on top of that. Oh my God! I mean, this is. This is a point. Oh, right. <laughs> this is appointment television, to be sure, and of course, it has major implications both the Big Ten race and the college football playoff. The game is a noon Eastern kick on Fox. The line is Michigan minus four and a half. The over under is forty four and a half. This game is going to feature the country's top two defenses, at least statistically. Michigan is number one in total defense in the country. Penn State is number two. CP, who do you like in this game? <sighs> Uh, you know what? Yes, is Michigan uh, have that like you know flash and like tick in their like brain about like all the bullshit that's like in the press and the media? But I mean, I I can't like I, I would love to be able to say hey like Penn State, but I just don't think Franklin's a closer, man. He's yeah. like he's the cop. He's not a coffee drinker, and like a you know, coffee for closers. And I don't think Franklin's like in the hashtag, you know. So like, I, I'm gonna, I think it's gonna be tight, maybe until like like. Um, I don't think I think Michigan covers, and you know, obviously wins the game. Okay, but I love the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross say, reference. Like, otherwise, but I don't think that's gonna happen. And then we could just put it all to rest, like. You know, fuck the sign stealing shit. Penn State, I would love to just beat him this weekend. Just like get out and like you know, and then we just run over him in like a few weeks. Yeah. Well, kudos, kudos to you for the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross uh, reference there, man. That is five star. <laughs> yeah. In light of this sign stealing <laughs> scandal, I I don't know what about Michigan is real. I mean, Michigan's point differential right. under Jim Harbaugh before Connor Stallions was hired was fifteen point eight. Since Stallions joined the program, it's 28.1, and Michigan is 22-1 and over that span. That is a 12-point increase in point differential. That's basically a two-touchdown improvement. Now, I do believe yeah. Michigan has good football players. They absolutely do. J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Roman Wilson, oh, yeah. Mason Graham, Will Johnson. Those guys, are all, all those guys are very good football players. But if you look at the 24-7 yeah. team talent composite, Michigan is all the way down at 14th. They aren't anywhere close to Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State territory in pure talent. In fact, Notre Dame and Penn State 
rank ahead of Michigan in the team talent composite. Penn State is only one spot ahead. Wow, that's why I love of Michigan. Like, that, that shit I like I didn't have a clue about, but that's that's interesting, man. It is. So I mean, Michigan has been, you know, the, how has Michigan been that dominant? Twenty-two and one over the last two plus seasons, outscoring their opponents by an average margin of four touchdowns, with a roster that isn't anywhere close to Bama, Georgia, Ohio State territory. Michigan has two five stars on their roster. Two. Ohio State, by comparison, has 10. Alabama has 18. Georgia has 13. Now, we know why Michigan has been able to outperform their player rankings by such a wide margin. I mean, they've been fucking cheating. That's crazy. So, the big question for this game, has Penn State done what it needs to do to neutralize any advantage Michigan might have from the impermissible advanced scouting Scallions did before he resigned? And if they did then I think this is a fair fight between two pretty evenly matched teams in terms of pure talent and Penn State's playing at home. I mean, I think that's worth something. But like you, CP, I come back to James Franklin and his dismal record against the top of the top 10. I, I mean, I don't have any faith in him. And I can't say that I trust Drew Aller right now either. Aller is probably a year away at least from reaching his full potential. Now, I think this is a very, very close game. I think Penn State's defense, I think their running game, I think the home crowd, I think it keeps them right there. But I think J.J. McCarthy's the difference. I think Michigan finds a way and wins it by a hair. And, of course, that'll leave us all wondering if this win was legitimate, right? <laughs> anyway, go ahead, CP. Right. I mean, I wish, like, you know what, like, I mean, I know, like, you know, like, it's all money grab. But, like, this game should be, like, a, you know, this should be a night game. And, like, Happy Valley, like, white out, this and that. But, obviously... You know, Fox has got to get that big noon grab shit. Whatever. It is. But yeah. you, what I wanted to say to you, did you see any of like the fluff that like Corum has got like, like um, multiple, like, I don't know, like if it's like two or six or whatever, but like LLCs with this, like, uh, with stallions kid, Connor, I, I saw a little yeah, bit about see, that. You know? I just, I did not have time to kind of dig into it and read about it. I, I, I don't know what I didn't that's really about. Either. I didn't yeah. know if you knew about it, but like, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Who knows if that's just like fluff as well, but there's like, I, I, I heard there's some like too. Like this, this is crazy. Well, I, I mean, it, what's going to happen? At the very least, uh, what that to me suggests is that Stallions wasn't like this unknown, you know, staffer that nobody paid attention to, right? Which is total bullshit. Clearly, he was playing a key role in how things were unfolding for Michigan these last two and a half seasons. And the fact that, you know, one of their star players has an LLC with him or is in business with him certainly would refute this idea that, you know, that Stallions was this kind of lone wolf kind of, you know, staffer that didn't (laughs) play a big role, right? It's total bullshit. I mean, I I think regardless of what happened, like coming out, like, Harbaugh's definitely gone. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, Yeah, we'll I see. Know. I have no idea how the Big Ten is going to rule on this one. Um, you know, they're being very deliberate. They're taking their time, which I think is probably, probably a good policy given how uh, litigious Michigan promises to be over this. Uh, I have no idea how this is going to unfold. I, I really don't. Um, right. You know, I, I, I really want him to be there like, like in, the, in, the, in November. You know what I mean? I want him, like, Harbaugh to be there. Like, I feel like kudos to, like, Ryan Day, too. Like, and I know we're, like, wrapping up. But, like, you know, that guy, I feel like he's just, like, taking, like, a lot of abuse about his past, this and that. But, like, I I feel like there's a whole new, like, you know, new sheriff in town with RD. Like, he's got, like, he's got kind of a chip on his shoulders. Like, you know what? Fuck, fuck everybody else. Well, let's go out and 
take care of business, right? Handle it on the field, right? I mean, that's the best thing Ohio State exactly. can do here, right? All right. All right. Listen, that's good to be on here with you, brother. uh, Yep. Good. Good being on with you. That's a good night's work. Why don't we end things there for our listeners? You can expect the usual game recap pod for me on Sunday morning. Then Paige, Chad and myself will be back with you next Thursday to preview the Minnesota game. Until then, thanks so much for listening and go Bucks. You've been listening to the South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and visit our website at southstandsosu.com.